You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. I'm your host, Kiki, and I'm here in our beautiful Royal Oak Studios at Podcast Detroit that I forgot to say for the last two episodes, but that's okay, uh, with our wonderful co-host, Sean. Hello. How are we doing tonight? Oh, we're fine and dandy like sour candy. Um, but <laughs> that's a new one. You're welcome. I got it from The Simpsons <laughs> in like fifth grade. Um but we are missing Will tonight, and we're very sad to miss Will because he is out sick. So we're just gonna say we're just gonna yeah. save our thought, all of our raise, thoughts and prayers raise for my Will. Diet Coke from Subway <laughs> raise, to Will. Raise your Subway <laughs> cup for Will, everybody. Um, but we have a fabulous guest on the phone with us, um, calling in. We have, um, as. She describes herself on her Instagram page, designer, cosplayer, and creator, alternative plus-size model, uh, body-positive Afro-Latina New York performer, Sid Von Quinzel. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Um, So for those of you who are following along at home, uh, you can find Sin on Instagram at Sin, uh, C-I-N, Sin with, with, Sin with a C, underscore Vaughn, <laughs> underscore Quinzel. So check out her Instagram page. It is rife with goodness. Um, so I, I was telling you as, as we were all geeking out over you when you called in, um, it's like a mini goal of mine to have on cos like as many cosplayers who have cosplayed Dr. Mrs. The Monarch from Venture Brothers as possible. And that's, I think, one of the first cosplays of yours that I saw. Um, and I was just in awe. So I've been following you for a hot minute, as has Sean. Um, but how did you, first of all, how did you get started in cosplay and how did you come up with your cosplay name? So cosplay for me started seven years ago now, and I was just a regular con goer. And when I went to conventions, I mostly went to New York Comic Con at the time, which because I'm from New York. Um, <laughs> but I kept going, and I kept seeing people dressed up in costumes, and I just thought it was really cool. And I would always take photographs with them, but then I looked super plain in like jeans and a t-shirt and weird pigtails. And I was like, I want to dress up as a character, taking pictures of other people dressed up as characters. I didn't really know cosplay was a thing. I just knew that was my goal. So that's what I did. (laughs) And yeah, so about seven years of that, um, for the first couple of years, I knew nothing about costuming or costumes. And it was kind of just like hand sewing some stuff together occasionally. Um, But eventually, I just wanted to make more. I wanted to make more costumes because I couldn't find costumes in my size. So it was just like, you know what? I guess I'll try to craft and try to create it myself. So, (laughs) Yeah, and that's – I've seen what a lot of um, plus-size cosplayers have had to do is – we can't just buy it off the rack a lot of the time. We have to (laughs) gerrymander it ourselves. (laughs) I mean, gerrymander. Jerry Rig. Wow. I'll give myself a ding for that one. (laughs) We have to politically rig our cosplays to benefit one of two political parties. (laughs) Thank you. I'm embarrassed. Um, So, I yeah, totally, totally feel you on that one, sister. Um, But then how did your – how did you get your name for Sid Von Quinzel? I was like, the second question. There we go. Um, 
Um, so my name was created before I started cosplaying. Um, I actually did alternative modeling before I cosplayed. So when I was about 15, I had to create a Model Mayhem account. And I wanted my real name to be incorporated. So that's where Stin came from. I had this weird theory that, like, if I wanted to do burlesque when I got older, I should have one of those cool, like, three name things. Yeah. So I took, like, Dita Von Teaser's thing, and I was like, put Devon in the middle, since she was a pretty big inspiration for wanting to do alternative and the pinup style and all those things. And Quinzel comes from Harley Quinn. She's my favorite comic book character, period. And I loved her full last name from her Harley Quinzel, her actual name. So I put Quinzel at the end and I put them together and I thought putting a little apostrophe would be cool (laughs) because I was 15. And yeah, it kind of just stuck. So I just left it. (laughs) And hey, I mean, it it works well too. Uh, And you've actually cosplayed, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've cosplayed um, Mrs. Quinn a few times. uh, And I think you actually did a black and white version of her too. Is that correct? I did. So Harley Quinn was one of my first cosplays. And she's my favorite character. So I kind of kept cosplaying her and different versions. And yeah, I did the black and white and gray one because of, the Jim Lee, I believe, statue, which I'm I'm actually staring at because I was able to get it. And I just always wanted to do that version. I love a good black and white version of anything. Oh, yeah. And he's one of my favorite artists. And once the statue had come out, I thought the design was absolutely gorgeous. And I cosplayed it. I, I made the cosplay in, I don't know, 2015, 2016, something like that. <laughs> But yeah, I've done probably like six or seven Harley Quinn cosplays. I try to do one every year if I can. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I am I am a big fan of doing as many versions of a character as possible. Especially when you really enjoy a character. Oh yeah. Like she she's a bit complicated and you know, some people just think she's Joker's girlfriend, but I absolutely love her. I've loved her since I watched her as a kid on the animated series. Mm. So, yeah, she's my favorite by far. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And it's it's fun to um, use a character that's so bubbly to sort of, I don't know, amplify yourself. Definitely, because I, I don't see much of myself in her, at least in the bubbly kind. Because um, I guess especially if you see, like, my cosplay photographs, a lot of them are a lot more, like, flat-faced and serious. But um, she's... She's a Brooklyn girl, <laughs> and she's just like herself, even with all the struggles and all the things that she's been through. So it's really nice to see that and just kind of be like, yeah, you could still be happy. You could still get through all the toughness. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's really refreshing. Um, so when you, what's the what do you think is the most valuable skill that you've picked up in cosplay? Hmm. Um, honestly, probably sewing. I thought it was so underrated as a kid. Um, my mom sews, my grandmother sews, most of my family knew how to use the sewing machine and I didn't want to learn. I didn't want to learn at all. I swore I wasn't going to sew. 
up until the point of wanting to make costumes and not really having a choice. Because if I wanted to cosplay a character, then I had to make it myself. And I think that sewing is such an underrated tool that like a lot of people don't know how to use. And I'm really glad that even though it took me longer than it probably should have, that I learned how to sew and learned how to do that myself. Yeah, that's that's really rewarding to be able to give yourself. It's nice to be able to create something. Yeah, it's satisfying. Um, so going into, you know, having to create things for yourself, um, you have been a huge <clears> – <throat> you've been a huge – I don't know if spokesperson is the right word, but maybe it is. Um, definitely very outspoken and, and featured among um, body positive and plus size cosplayers. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I'm a person who struggled with her weight since, I guess, preteen to teenager. Um, growing up, I, you know, I was never small, but... I guess once you start turning into a teenager is when people kind of just like have the need to tell you about the weight that you are. Mm-hmm. I guess it's cute when you're little and it's not cute when you get older. Um, so I kind of, after years of like hearing criticism towards it, took it to heart. And eventually it kind of like took a toll on my self-esteem and things like that. And it took a while for me to get that back. So now that I have it, um, I mean, I still struggle with it every day, but now that I have the confidence that I do and I get to speak about it and put it out there, I try to do it as much as possible, especially for, you know, women and women of color and things like that. Just like to be like, you're not the only one. It's not weird. It's not like you shouldn't feel bad about the way that you're built or who you are. Right. That's a really important message. Um, how how do you think that, and I know I, this is such, I don't know, I, I feel like it's a touchy subject for me to bring it up as a, as a wholly, entirely Caucasian person. Um, how, how has the experience been for you in the cosplay community as a person of color? It's, there are times where, like, it's not brought up at all, and I know it's because I'm lighter skinned, Um, so I'll go periods of time where people don't really comment on that being the problem, but then occasionally when I decide to either wear my natural hair or do something that, I guess, enhances my features, um, there will be trolls who come out of nowhere. And when I first started cosplaying, I didn't really wear wigs. When I tend to, like, post some of those older photos, too. Like, my first Harley Quinn, I had, like, big curly red hair. And when I first started cosplaying, I posted the photos. There weren't many people to see it, so nobody really commented. But occasionally when I'll post a throwback, it's like suddenly there's an issue. And it's like, your hair shouldn't look like that for that character. Why didn't you just wear a wig? Or, you know, you don't, <laughs> or you're not white, you shouldn't be cosplaying that. Or you're, right. And it's like, cosplay has nothing to do with people's races. Right. It has nothing to do with their hair type. I love seeing other people cosplay 
with their own hair type and just like enhancing like who they are, where they come from, because it makes it unique to your own, unique to yourself. The same way I cosplay while plus size, you should be able to cosplay all different ways. So like Hello was one of those things that a lot of people started. And I guess it's because it reached more people than other posts. But they started, like, commenting, like, oh, Hella doesn't look like that. Oh, Hella's white. Or, like, why does her hair, why is her hair like that? It's like, you could barely see my hair out of the helmet at the time because my hair was shorter. But it's like, her hair doesn't even look like that. Why is her hair curly? Why is it blue? Why don't you, you shouldn't have done it if you weren't going to do it correctly. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So you're just going to ignore literally everything else. And also, why the hella do you care? Usually, usually I'm the punster on the show, but Kiki has just taken over tonight. (laughs) Yeah, across the three episodes we've done so far. So props to Kiki. Hey, Um, so you had Sean. You look like you want to say something. Uh, No, no, you just have you you, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just weird hand gestures. You're just vibing. Yeah, I'm just vibing. Okay. (laughs) Um. So, no, I love seeing different, like, your interpretations and and people's individual interpretations of characters. Like, I just saw your Sailor Mercury, and it was freaking adorable. And... Yeah, I, got, I was so glad to learn, because like, I knew when I cosplayed Sailor Mercury, she's, the, she's like the one Sailor Scout. I'm just like, I'm going to cosplay her. This is going to happen. <laughs> and I've had blue hair for, like, at least five years now. And I was like, as soon as I cut my hair short again, I'm doing Sailor Mercury. And I was like, no wig, no nothing. My hair's already blue. This is happening. And I was so excited. I was like the most excited person just to be able to wear my natural hair with that costume. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, have you, what are some, what are some favorite con experiences or, and or cosplay experiences that you've had? In general? <laughs> in general? You, you, you can pick, you know, the first one that leaps to mind. The first one that leaps to mind is actually during my first time cosplaying. And it was this. <laughs> it always sounds kind of funny. Um, so I was at New York Comic Con on a Sunday. And in front, right when you entered, they had like, not Legos, but the other company that makes Lego. Megabox? <laughs> like the the bricks or whatever they had them there and there was like a ton of them and you could just like build stuff and I was like oh let me go I'm gonna start playing with them and just like building something random of course it's Sunday a lot of cons on Sunday it's kind of kids day so there's a lot of kids around and I was dressed up as a Miami Kami Catwoman which I don't know if you're familiar with the design but is not the full cat suit it is just the bodysuit. So, like, my butt's kind of out a little yeah. bit, and, like, it's a low-cut front. So I'm standing there building stuff, and there's kids around, and there's two kids in front of me, and I didn't know who they were. And they looked like they were, like, 9 and 12. They were siblings, and I was speaking to my best friend, and I was like, oh, my God, don't you remember stepping on these things? And I don't know if you've ever stepped on a Lego, but it's like burning fire on the bottom of your foot. Yeah. So we're standing there, we're talking about it, and then one of the kids goes, oh, what happens when you step on it? (laughs) Oh, no. 
Mm. So like, you know, random kid just saying, funny, I'm like, have you ever slept on one? And he goes, no, I go, don't. <laughs> so we're having a conversation while his parents are like looking the other way and talking to somebody else. And we're having conversation about how bad it is when you step on a Lego. I'm like, it is the most excruciating pain. And these kids are so interested in the idea of stepping on a Lego. Oh, no. I was yeah. like, ask your parents. I'm sure they stepped on one of your Legos. It took the parents like three to four minutes to realize that there was a random girl dressed as Catwoman talking to their kids about stepping on a Lego. <laughs> and like, they got so freaked out, I guess, when they finally turned around. <laughs> and they kind of, like, grabbed their kids and just, like, <laughs> shooed them away. And the kids are just like, but we're talking. Oh. <laughs> we're having a conversation. <laughs> you know, Basically. like you were having. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And, again, that was my first time cosplaying. So I was, I didn't really think about it, like, what I was dressed as while talking to them. <laughs> But the parents did a full double take and then just, like, totally got freaked out. Which I guess I would understand the freak out if you were anywhere else. But, like, you're at New York Comic Con. Right, right. If you're just, uh, like, yeah. if you're just like, a at a toy bummer. store. If you're just, like, at a toy store and then and you turn around and there's Catwoman, you'd be like, yeah, okay, that's a little bit, maybe a little bit off. Yeah. But you know where you are. Right. You signed up. You paid for this. You paid to have Catwoman (laughs) (laughs) tell your child what it's like to step on a Lego. You paid for that experience. It's like, I always just imagine what the other end of that is. Like, it's been like seven years since that happened. Do the kids think about the conversation when they see a Lego? Do the parents think about the conversation when they see a Lego? But it's just one of those random things that happened, and it happened so early in me cosplaying and like the reaction on their faces but how interested their kids were in it just always gets me and now that I have a little sister I I just know like that's not the way I would have reacted towards a person in the costume talking to my sister about Legos but you know everybody's who each their own So speaking of Catwoman, you've done a lot of cosplays in the ba- in the past. Excuse me, that are both DC. You've done some Catwoman. You've done some Harley Quinn. I believe you've done a Black Canary as well. Correct me if I if I'm wrong. And you've done some Marvel as well. You've done your gender bent uh, Doc Ock. You've done um, Scarlet Witch. Um, so I guess my question is, and not to open up the endlessly ongoing debate of Marvel versus DC, but for you specifically, Marvel or DC. <laughs> And Everyone asks this, and, like, I don't have a solid answer. And it, it's because, like, when people first started asking, it's because I just, like, I, I cosplayed so many DC characters. Mm-hmm. I think I did all the Gotham City Sirens before I even started cosplaying Marvel. So people would ask it, but, like, be like, but we know the answer is DC. And it's like, honestly, the answer isn't DC. <laughs> I don't really have an answer for it. And I, I feel like that's such a... Well, everybody's just like, pick a side. But between doing as many costumes as I have for DC, both heroes and villains, and then I put so much work into finding out more about Marvel and, like, a lot of their obscure characters are what really get me. And 
I've done so many Marvel cosplays now that I, I think I need to start tallying who, um, who which side I've done more. And I, I think I need to do that for 2020, just for like Marvel and DC and start like tallying how many of each side I've done and then see, and maybe I'll choose that way. <laughs> I don't have an answer. And like, it, it it sounds like such a cop out to say I don't have an answer for it. No, that, <laughs> that's, no, that's perfectly fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, people love different aspects of both. Uh, I know I sure do. So no, that's a total. I don't think that's a cop out at all. But look, the most important thing is that I just realized that she has a John McClane cosplay. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am in heaven right now. Uh, I was so excited to do that last year. <laughs> I'm dying right now inside. <laughs> and it's barefoot. It's, yep, it's barefoot. Yep, I'm dying. Um, so I, I feel like we could probably talk for another like half an hour, but at least, but we do have to start wrapping up. So we've got a few more questions left. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one, the big one, the heavy one, is if you could give. Um, one piece of advice to any beginning cosplayers, what would you tell them? To any beginning cosplayer? Yes. Okay. My first, like, if you're going to cosplay, pick your favorite character. Like, don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about what other people are going to think. Like, pick your favorite character do whatever version of them you want, whether it's like a version that you create or if you have a favorite one. If you do have a favorite one and you feel like maybe it's like too revealing of a costume or if you want to change things up, like just do it. Like pick a character you love so that you know that your first cosplay experience is something that you really wanted to do. And then just go from there. Just make sure it's a character that you absolutely love. <laughs> that's really solid advice. I feel like a lot of people wait and they wait and they say, oh, that's my dream cosplay. But, you know, just just start. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's fly into our, uh, our wild card questions. Um, if you could mash up any two characters that you've cosplayed. And I know that's a lot to to think about because <laughs> you have so many <laughs> but if you could mash up any two off the top of your head who would you want to mash up <laughs> okay the problem is I don't think I want to mash up any characters I've already done <laughs> <laughs> okay I want to mash up two characters that I haven't done okay who would you want to mash up then it's May from Overwatch and Lich King oh really yes so I I saw the art like two or three years ago and it's been at like the top of my cosplay list ever since and I've seen like two or three people draw it ever since but the, the artist who did the original one I even asked him I was like can I please cosplay this it's absolutely gorgeous and like to me it just makes so much sense It's such an awesome concept and all the armor and all of her parts and the wig is changed to white instead of the brown hair. It's just the coolest thing. And like Snowball looks awesome because he's all like icy. It's really cool. But like May Lich King mashup is the goal. (laughs) That's And it hasn't happened yet, sadly. (laughs) 
That's awesome. That's a really that's a really cool concept. Um, and then, if you could live in the world or universe of any of your cosplay characters, whose world would you want to live in? I would probably want to live in the DC universe. And it's a hard choosing between Marvel and DC. But I feel like DC is enough of fake that, like, it's not totally, like, the real world. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Marvel's very, like, New York City, San Francisco. Like, they're, like, real, real places. And I'm like, Gotham is, like, kind of New York, but isn't. I feel like it's it's so broody and dark, and I just want to be a villain. So, like, so would you want to live in like the Bruce Tim Gotham, like the the Batman animated series Gotham? Yes. Okay. Between you know, that and like the Batman Beyond Gotham. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's completely fair. I think I'm. Uh, I think I agree with you there. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I don't get that question, but I'm like that's. That's where I'd want to be. Just, like, comical, but still, like, really serious, can really take a toll, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, always looks like darkness. I'm such a night owl that I'm just like, yes, give me night all the time. (laughs) Yes. Totally get you there. Um, So, (laughs) as we start to wrap up for the evening, could you remind the listeners again where we can find you on social media? Yeah. So I'm basically Sin Von Quinzel everywhere. Um, I think the only website that has it a little different is the Instagram with the underscores. But besides that, it's just if you look up Sin Von Quinzel on basically every social media, I'm the only one who pops up. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, Sean, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Magnitude Cosplay. That is all one word, no caps, no spaces. Um, You know, like every sensible Wi-Fi password. You can find me on Twitter (laughs) at Magnitude Cos without the play, just at Magnitude Cos. Because you're all cos and no play. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) And Kiki, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Real Kiki Elise and Facebook uh, Kiki Elise Cosplay. You can find Cosplay Confidential on Instagram at Cosplay Confidential and Facebook uh, at Cosplay Confidential Podcast. Uh, you can hear us through the Podcast Detroit Network on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere your favorite podcasts are heard. And uh, starting new in 2020... We have a guest request form uh, that you can find on uh, on our social media pages, and we'll be plugging them everywhere. But if you have a guest that you would, if you have a cosplayer that you would really like to hear as a guest on the show, you can submit uh, their information and your information, and we will take them into consideration because we really want to know who you guys want to hear on our show. Um, we also have an upcoming event for those of you in the Detroit area. We will be at Astronomicon on Saturday, February 8th in Sterling Heights, Michigan. And that is, uh, we will be judging, Sean and I will be judging the children's cosplay contest. Uh, so we're very excited. So for those of you listening when this episode goes live, that is going to be next weekend. Oh, Because we're recording this in advance and this is already the end of the month by the time you're hearing this. So <laughs> Yeah. 
So it's very exciting. Um, and we will, so you can find more information at astronomicon.com or on their Facebook page, um, astronomicon. I'm not sure if it's Astronomicon 3 for Facebook, but it's the third year that they've done Astronomicon. And it's a fun little convention. Um, it's a fun little sci-fi horror convention. Um, lots of juggalos. Uh, Twisted is, is, is always there, so that's a good time. Um, but everybody's super cool, super chill, super supportive. So come check it out if you get a chance. It's a really fun, unique experience uh, in the Detroit area. Did we just hang up on her? No, uh, I think our next guest was Dalian Early. Okay, Sin, we still have you, right? Yeah, perfect. Okay, okay. let me. Well, just... This is a strange pause. Okay, that was weird. All right. Um. So cool. I think that about wraps it up for us. I think we're about set. Yeah. So, uh, once so. again, from Cosplay Confidential, I'm Kiki. I'm Sean. And you are. Simon Quinza. Awesome. And thank you for having me. <laughs> 